When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey gang, just wanted to let you know that you can now get a free 14-day trial of our Chronicles Defozi Patreon membership. Subscribe now for free for 14 days to get access to all of our full episodes, solo mini-sodes, bonus content, even behind-the-scene bonuses like our chats about football, and of course, our chats about life in general. You can also get the entire back catalogue of Serie Chronicles content. So head over to cityarchronicles.com forward slash Patreon and subscribe to the Chronicles of membership for free. Yeah. Because everyone's dream win is to win in dramatic fashion, crushing your rivals at the end, right? Which they're not going to get a chance to, but they're going to win the league really confidently. And, you know, one of the things that I, I wrote about in that article, Mina, that I feel like maybe we haven't talked about so much is, you know, we talk a lot about Kvarad Skedia and his transformative impact and, and how much that's changed things for Napoli. And we've talked obviously about Osimhen and how brilliant he's been. You've talked about uh, Laboka as well a lot. And, and I think there's players we picked out, but I think one of the big points that gets lost a bit is because almost the Kvarad Skedia story in particular gets highlighted. This team is nine elevenths, exactly the same team as it was last season. Nine out of 11 starters in most games are not new. The starting 11 that faced Empoli, I think, is pretty much the starting 11 that Spalletti would choose as his best 11. The only things you change from it are maybe switching Politano or Lozano on the right wing. They've sort of played an equal mm-hmm. number of games, but again, those are two players who were there last season, so it's not new players. And I think in Europe, he's tended to prefer Oliveira over Rui at left back, which um, I'm not even really sure why he's done that, but he has done that quite consistently. So Oliver is a new signing, so that's slightly different in Europe. But um, yeah, the only two the only two new starters in this team are Kvarat Skelia and uh, Kim in defence. So actually, this team is substantively the same. But what a sort of, I guess, a, a vote of of the success you've got as a coach to take substantively the same team and have them playing at such a drastically different level. And it's not new information, but I think this was one of those games that highlighted the difference between last season's Napoli and this season's Napoli. Last season's Napoli, 2-0 up against Empoli, managed to throw it away. This season's Napoli, 2-0 up away to Empoli and uh, have Mario Rui sent off for a totally stupid red card. It was a really stupid Mario Rui moment. And then after that, on 10 men, there was like a five-minute stretch around the 80th minute at the point when on 10 men, you might be getting tired and you think Empoli might try and recreate that moment of drama like they had last season. In those five minutes, for five minutes with an extra man, Empoli didn't have a touch, a touch outside their half. 
it's what it's a, it's an amazing thing to think about how much psychology affects you. I know that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we did the show with Gab? He would always laugh when we would talk about psychology. Or oh, I used to focus on it a lot, you know. And he's like, "Oh, for goodness' sake, these things don't matter." But you can't help but think that at the time that when you are facing a team like like Real Madrid, let's say, who and your two goals up, and then they get one back, you can't help but think damn it, like we're going to lose this, yeah. right? Like if, if someone does this four times in a row, you sort of start to feel panic because you think they're going to do it to you. Any other team, right, that goes into the lead doesn't panic if they're facing, I don't know, if they're facing any side in Europe, right? You you know, you're tuning up against Manchester City. You think that they could come around because they're a great team, but you're not so scared, but you would be against Madrid because they have this power to destroy you. Even if there's only two minutes left on the, on the, on the time. You know that they can switch it around in the matter of three seconds because they've done it before. And I feel like what Napoli have right now is the psychological edge that they start one nil up in every game right now. And I feel like teams are sort of facing them with a little bit of fear in a way that they wouldn't have before. And I think that it's sort of just like this wasn't the game in which they produced their best ever football, but there was an own goal. And I feel like that own goal is comes from panic of like, oh my God, I'm defending yes. against Dossin and Kravitzkelia and, and I'm and I'm losing my mind. A hundred percent though, definitely. Yeah. And so I, I do like an empathy have been fabulous, honestly fabulous, which I didn't think they would be. You know, I wasn't I think Sanetti's a good coach, but I honestly didn't think that Empoli would be as brilliant as they have been so far this season. And I think they deserve their moment in the sun. But obviously they were without Acro and Bandinelli and that makes a difference, right? Um, but it, it's sort of this this thing that you see with, with Napoli right now that, yeah, I, I think it's almost a psychological thing. And I feel like maybe that's what it was. Maybe they needed to shake off and, and uh, like the pillars of old and start off with this team that was more about having fun than focusing on the pressure of being in Napoli, you know? I don't know whether it was just like it was always such a love story between Koulibaly and Napoli and it was always a love story between Insigne and Napoli. And you needed to have players that were a little bit colder in that role, you know, players that were more about the game than about the club and, and everything around it. I don't know whether it's to do with that. It, it is remarkable to me just to see like how much on that level, or maybe it is because that you can grow con- in confidence when you know that there's no team that's actually even coming after you at the moment. Like you don't like, it's just, it's like that even shows you even more that you're this really strong side because look, I mean, there's no one here who's anywhere near us. Like we're that good. And I just, and even though you look at them and defensively, I still feel like they're vulnerable. I still feel like if a team really went for it, they could do something, but no one does. And that's the thing that I don't really, you know, like even I tracked Frankfurt, they were really good for the first 15 minutes. Really, really good. But obviously like as soon as Napoli settle into a rhythm and you allow them that, then I just think, but another miss is Fabian Ruiz. And I just think like he was so talked about last year and I never liked him because he never felt like he tracked back or did anything to help the team when they didn't have possession. And I just feel like you've lost a lot of those players that weren't perfect in the duality of the role. And you introduced a lot of players that sacrifice. And I think that's, that's the difference in this. I do feel like this is a team that's a proper team and they are more than happy to play for each other and do what's needed to each other and that they know their roles. And as much as it's brilliant because you always know the starting 11, there is a part of me that kind of got annoyed that he didn't rotate for this match against Empoli. And I know that he gave his reasonings for it, Spalletti, and said that I don't want to give them you know, any ideas about like this is one that we don't need to fight for. But 
I do think when you are playing this much, it's better to rest some players and perhaps like give and Dombele more of a chance uh, rather than Lobotka in midfield, um, especially when you know there's certain players missing for Empoli. I just thought that that's one thing that sort of perhaps irritated me in what they did. But other than that, you know, we will say it 65 points from 72 available, eight consecutive wins, fourth consecutive clean sheet. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore because, you know, if, even if I'm sort of like picking little things to talk about, this is a spectacular side with a spectacular front line, a spectacular midfield and a spectacular defense. Yeah, I feel a bit damned. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't. And what you said, Mina, because like if they do make that change and and don't win, it probably doesn't affect the league title. But I don't know. Like I, I just I think I always think with these things, and and I wonder if my ideas about this are actually also out of date because I think football has changed so much, even in this amount of time. But and and the physical demands on players only get harder. Mm-hmm. But I think I just remember like Sir Alex Ferguson on the way to the treble. And just sort of hammering his idea that like, no, actually, like when you're winning, you just want to play all the time. You just want to play all the time. You don't want to take a break. You just want to play all the time. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I think I tend to believe that, but whether or not that's actually um, the correct medical advice, <laughs> it's a different question. Can I just say, and Atletico Madrid used to, when they went and reached the Champions League semi, the final against Real Madrid and they had won the league title, they did so with pretty much the first 11. So you're yeah. right, maybe that is true. Yeah. Maybe like even more so in Napoli's case for the sort of slightly sad reason that like, I just don't think you'll have this team next season. And and it might only be Osman that goes, but I think someone's going to go. And so no, it's no. a big part of me. It's just like, use it while you, you know, use it while you've got it. I, I, I've been wrong before on these things. I often am. I just, he's so good that someone's he's going so to make good. a very big offer this summer. Um, it would be crazy if they didn't. And I struggle to believe that they will manage to resist that. Of the other Italian teams that were in action in Europe, um, most of them, uh, in fact, all of them um, just haven't played yet um, because we're recording this on Monday. You may not hear it until Tuesday, by which point Fiorentina and Lazio, who obviously played in the Europa Conference League, may, um, will have played. Roma and Juventus two Europa League teams are playing on Tuesday. So just to quickly recap for everyone, Fiorentina obviously won and are through to the last 16 of the Europa Conference League. I haven't got the fixtures in front of me. I thought they were in the shared document and they're not. So I'm going to need to check that in a second. Um, Lazio got the draw with Cluj and also went through and Roma and Juventus both won as well. Producer Simon is hurriedly dropping those fixtures into the document for me because he's a legend. Thank you, Simon. Uh, the Europa League fixtures, just to say them, Juventus beat Nantes and have drawn Freiburg in the round of 16. Roma beat Salzburg and have drawn Sociedad in the round of 16. In the Europa Conference League, Fiorentina have drawn Sivaspor and Lazio have drawn Alkmaar. Sports Social Podcast Network.